0: Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm
1: not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last.
0: When you don't know just what to do. Just what to do. Just what to do. If what you're feeling is really true. Really true. Just keep your ideas safe and sound. Safe and sound, safe and sound. And that's exactly how change is fast. I'm
1: not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an
0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Jerry Petito show. Everyone and anyone who knows me knows I am the author of I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumb ass guys. And yes, the word ass is in the Bible at least 40 times. It means donkey. And that is what I was 30 years ago, but through the grace of God, he saved my life. And I can honestly say now I'm a smart ass. Anyone and everyone out there has struggles. I don't care who you are. Um, I just want you to know that you're not alone and you're not powerless, not over anything through God. So if there's anyone out there that needs help, please, please reach out. My services to you are free. I'm a recovery coach. I'm a nutritional health coach. My book is also out there through Simon & Schuster Archway Publishing Bookstore. This book can really Help someone in need. And if you can't afford it, please reach out to me about that as well. Um, I have an incredible, incredible guest today. I, I God is so good. Um, I want to give a shout out to Carl, the Velvety Teddy Bear, for introducing me to Walter Santos of Santos Ministries. Okay? God is so good. Say hello to everyone.
2: Hey, How you doing? I'm glad to be here with
0: Sister Jerry. You know, you are amazing. Okay, not only are you amazing, you live like 10 minutes from me. We're from the same county. That's also (laughs) crazy to me, okay?
1: Yeah, I thought
0: I saw you on the subway. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you were singing. I gave you a tip. You were in the subway (laughs) with a bucket, man. (laughs) All right. Listen, you did see me. All right. That's That's, great.
2: That's the best place to sing right in the tunnel. It
0: sure is, baby. Um, You know, let's start. I really want everyone to understand your story because your story to me is off the charts. Incredible. God is so good. Let's start with you telling everyone a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, my name is Santos, and I was, uh, you know, I was born Ludwig, like the drum company, for about, I'd say, 10 minutes. (laughs) And then I was adopted. My mother that gave birth to me, she had a bunch of other kids, and she just saw me come, and she said, I can't keep this kid. So she was working in a diner, and she said to the owner, hey, I'm having a baby. I can't keep him. You want him? And he took me and gave me his name, Walter Santos. And I grew up with him. No other kids uh, grew up on the streets. We lived between the Bronx and right outside Sing Sing prison in upstate New York. And uh, I started uh, life that way. And uh, boy, I tell you what, it was something else. I, I really didn't know who I was, where I was going. And then by the time I got to about 12 or 13, uh, music crept into my life. And uh, before I know it, I was playing Latin percussion on the street corners by the time I was 16, I was playing in a band. Then I played with the neighborhood funk bands, and we started. We I was off to the races right there because I love music. I love everything about it. And before I know it, they were telling me to try some of this and try some of that. And I was drinking, and then I took a puff of this, and then the next thing I know, there's a needle coming out, and it's in my arm. And, boy, when I touched that stuff, it was like that was it. I, I bought into the lie, and I bought it, everything that it had it had to offer. And I remember playing in the music bands, and everybody was doing it back then. And my first job professionally started at Carnegie Hall. And usually you work all your life to get to Carnegie Hall, but I start out there with the Jazz Crusaders and a bunch of bands. And we were, I, I remember walking out on that stage, and I said, this is it, I, I've arrived.
0: But wait, I have a question. I have a question. I, a question. I, I'm, I hate to interrupt you, but I'll forget. That's Do okay. That's tell, everyone, I mean. tell everyone what year that was, because we well, I want to give them a yeah, guide.
2: That, that, that was in the, the late 1950s, early 60s. Okay. And okay. so I started playing music, and then by the time 64 rolled around, uh, I started using the drugs even more, you know, because it's progressive. You just don't take a little bit and stop there. I mean... I got deeper into it every day. And then before I know it, I started getting arrested. And then the police started to realize who I was and they had me on their radar. So I was a, a, a game of cat and mouse every time I wanted to do something, I had eyes on me. And uh, then I started to play with other musicians and everybody was just dove into the music and the, the feeling. And then the, then the Beatles came. <laughs> and when the Beatles showed up, Everything changed. I don't know what happened. It was like somebody hit a light switch. And the music changed. The drugs changed. And before I know it, I'm dropping LSD, and I'm moving out to California, and I'm in Los Angeles. and It just became a whirlwind of insanity. And I remember coming back to New York, and uh, I, I dove back into the community where the heroin was really strong in Spanish Harlem. And uh, before I knew it, I was back in and I was strung out to my neck. And the first time I got pulled over and they put handcuffs on me is the first time I got dope sick. And I'll never forget that feeling, I remember. And then they put me in front of a judge, and the judge looked at me. <laughs> I'll never forget it. The judge looked at me and he says, What kind of a knucklehead are you? Wait, really? Oh, yeah.
0: That's great. Go ahead. (laughs) That's
2: New York City, baby. Yep, that's great. You know, he looked at me and he said, What kind of a knucklehead are you? You got all this talent, and this is what you're doing to your life? And I was looking at that time when I was in front of that judge. Nelson Rockefeller was the governor of New York State. And Nelson Rockefeller put a law on the books that if you get caught With any amount of hard drugs, especially in a sale uh, situation, it's 25 years to life, no questions asked. And here I was standing before the judge looking at 25 years to life in prison, but three bags of heroin. And I tell you what, I, 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 I didn't know what to think of that, but I knew I was in trouble.
0: Wait, I have a question. Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. You were looking at life in prison. When you say three bags, do you mean your little bags or giant bags?
2: Little
0: bags. So they were going to give, give you. They were going to give you life. They were going to give you life.
2: Well, you never heard of the Rockefeller Law?
0: I well, I'm a little younger, just a little bit. Oh,
2: that's right. Okay, yeah, I forgot. I'm over the hill. Okay, okay. no, you're
0: listen. not. I, I, listen, I'll be sixty-one, and I lived in New York, and I ended up with a juvenile delinquent card at ten years old. But I, I got that for good reasons. I beat up bullies. But having said that, I, I never heard of what you're saying. That's crazy. Yeah.
2: And a lot of people got swept up under that law. Wow. And a lot of people, some of them are still in prison. Wow. Yeah, it was, you can look it up online, the Rockefeller law, the drug law that he put on the books. Okay. And and, and they changed that since then. And a lot of people got out, but he wasn't playing games. And, and, And in a way, you know, you look at it and it really put the weight of everything on me where you have to make a decision. You want to live like this for the rest of your life, or do you want to change? So here I was in front of the judge, and the judge looked at my rap sheet, and he said, you're a talented person. You're not violent. You're just dumb. Yeah, I love it. You're making dumb decisions. So he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you five years probation on this life sentence, and you're going to be on probation. You're going to pee in a cup every week. But I don't want to see you in my courtroom again. If you come back into this courtroom, you're going to go away for a long time in a nasty nasty place. I love him. And New York State prisons were the worst. Yeah, I I love the judge.
0: Okay, go ahead. That's
2: when you had Attica and places like that. Yeah. And you know what happened there. That's part of the history books. And so I slid out of that courtroom, and I didn't know what to do. But I know one thing. I needed a geographical cure. So I left. I burned rubber out of New York on 95 South, and I hit Miami. I slid into Miami, and I started working in the clubs and the recording studios as a musician. And uh, I was working at Monty Trainers in Coconut Grove in Miami. And the, the first thing I did when I hit Miami was cop, and I got some drugs, and I was back. But, you know, I didn't really... I mean, I was scared to death when that judge threw that at me, but I didn't really want to change because I liked the way I felt. That drug did something for me. Every time I put it in me, it took away my fear. It gave me courage. It felt good. You know, I mean, it was a hassle, but hey, what else is on the street? You know, I didn't know nothing about the Lord.
0: But wait, I have a question because and- I'm ignorant to something as well back then. So when they said you had to pee in a cup every week, because you left the state, that no longer had to happen?
2: Uh, well, after I finished my uh, probation, you know, I finished it early. Okay. New York was overloaded with drug addicts. Okay, gotcha. They didn't really hold you for the whole time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And and me, and me being a musician, the guy said, "Hey, he's not going to go out and rob stores. Let him go." Okay, gotcha. You know, I slid out of New York and went to Miami. Gotcha. And so I didn't have to pee in the cup every. Okay, gotcha. Parole officer.
0: Okay, so you. But I
2: slid into Miami, and Miami at that time uh, Castro had let all these uh, mental hospitals and prisons loosen in Havana, Cuba. And they all showed up in in Miami. Yes. And Miami was insane back then, man. Let me tell you, it was drugs everywhere. And so I'm playing at this club and I'm doing my thing and I'm getting high again. And I didn't dive back into the heroin, but you know, you're getting high, you get high, whether it's on booze or whatever. And uh, I I got hired to play on a recording session because I was in the union, the musician's union. And it happened to be none other than Dion Demucci from Bronx, New York heck Nevada.
0: yeah baby heck yeah go ahead and
2: so so I knew Dion and I knew about Dion having a drug problem so I got hired I said as long as he pays me I'll do whatever he wants because the guy warned me that he was doing a gospel album. He said, yeah, Dion's not the same Dion. He's one of them Jesus freaks
0: now. Wait, said, okay. Well, whatever. Wait, I ha- you know I have to comment, okay? I am loving this interview, but you're so funny. He warned you. Like, that's too cool, okay? He had to warn you about well, this yeah, Jesus you know, freak. Yeah, yeah those, I know. Those little
1: wacko christian that's
0: man, great yes about
2: God and everything. yes and
0: he, in, the mean, in the meantime this guy's
2: sucking up drugs and getting pulled over on DUIs, and he's calling be on a wacko. yeah there you go
0: because
2: he, he's worshiping the lord i mean there you that's go that's great continue I mean, that shows you how, ins- how do you spell insanity
0: that's right that's great go ahead
2: <laughs> so so i i uh, i said you know what i could use the money he's paying union scale money and i went into the studio And it was a famous studio down there in Coconut Grove where all these groups were playing. And I slid into the studio that day and Dion was in there with his little baseball cap on. He had the Yankee cap on. And he was reading the Bible. And I looked at him and I said, Hey Dion, how you doing? He said, Funny you should ask. I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: Oh, funny you should ask. I I can't (laughs)
2: stop using drugs, man. How did you stop? And he said, Funny you should ask. (laughs) And then he went into it, man. He says, "I I was born again." And I said, "What are you talking about?" And he he, he slid into me and he told me about what happened to him, how he had the world's formula for success in his pocket at nineteen. You, you hear what I'm saying? Nineteen years old, he was making millions of dollars, and he was on the tour that uh, that uh, what do you what's his name wrote that song, "Bye Bye Miss American Pie," yeah, Don McLean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and, and and one of the lyric was, drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry and good old boys drinking risky and rye. And then the, then the lyric came up with the day rock and roll died. Yeah. And that he was on that tour when Buddy Holly
0: yeah.
2: and Richie Valens and the Big Bopper died in yeah. a plane crash. Wow. And the reason why he wasn't on that plane was because he was Italian from the Bronx and he was too cheap to pay $36 for the plane crash. Amen
0: to that. There you go. You see that? You see that? <laughs>
2: and if was it wasn't for Dion, if Dion would have died in that plane crash, I think I would have died too because Dion saved my life in that recording studio when he gave me the gospel. And he gave me a fire escape out of the insanity that I was in. So wait. And, uh- then, he had, and then he had me play on a song that day. And he says, I want you to listen to the lyrics of this song. And it was a song that he was recording at the time. It was his testimony and it was called sweet surrender.
0: Wait, I have a, I have to, I have to say something. I am. This is so exciting to me. So I have to say something. Did you ever let Dion know he helped save your life? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Okay.
2: Yeah, he became my brother-in-law.
0: Okay. <laughs> Continue.
2: So, you know, we had a lot of, lot, lot of stuff together, All right. but so I, he said, put the headphones on and go in and he asked me to do some, some parts out on the song. I had to play percussion and stuff. And I was listening to the song, and uh, I never heard a song like this. He said, I wrote this after the third step in, in uh, the 12-step program I'm in. And I didn't know what the 12 steps were back then. I thought it was like a staircase.
0: <laughs> I didn't know it was a
2: program. And so he said, this is the third step in the program that I'm in. So the third step was turn your will and your life over to the care of God. And the song that he wanted me to play on was called Sweet Surrender. And man, I never heard nothing like this in my whole life. It was, a, it was beautiful. And, and the lyrics jumped right out of the headphones into my heart. And right after I did that session that day, uh, I went, you know, I got paid and I went back out and did my thing. I got my drugs and was doing my thing. And I guess it was about three weeks later I was I was living with my father. He had a motel business down here in Hallandale, Florida, and uh, he looked at me. and said, "Man, why don't you just take a gun and blow your head off? Because you, I'm watching you die slowly from this this life you're living."
0: Oh no! And,
2: uh, and then that night, I went out and I, I tied a hose to the exhaust pipe and I put it inside the car. And I was I was I was checking out, and a police officer pulled me out of my car. And gave me CPR, and then they Baker Acted me into South Florida State Hospital, and that's a, a Baker Act is a law in Florida. If you try to hurt yourself, they could lock you up for forever if they want.
0: Did your dad feel or. bad after saying that to you?
2: Well, yeah, you know how parents. I know,
0: but I matter. but I know, no, I know. I'm Italian. We all know.
2: Well, what what happened was. Uh, it, I went into the state hospital, and then I almost died from the drugs because they gave me some kind of drug to calm me down. Yeah. And then so twice I'm in uh, Hollywood Memorial Hospital, and they're cleaning me out. And then, when I got out of that state hospital, I said, you know, I want what Dion has. What do I got to do? And I got a, I got his phone number, and I called him up. And he, he, I went to I went I went to a twelve step group that night. He told me where it was a group meeting, and it was in the basement of a church. And I went in there. And there was about 200 people in there and back then everybody used to smoke in those groups and everybody everybody was a chain smoker so I <laughs> couldn't even see the chairs man it looked like London fog mm. and I, and I went in and I sat down and I said and somebody told me take the cotton out of your mouth stick it in your ears and uh, take the no, take the cotton out of your ears and stick it in your mouth
0: okay shut
2: up and sit down and listen. Cause you're screwed up and you need help. And I said, you know what? You're right. (laughs) So I had a cup of coffee. I sat down and uh, some guy got up and told his story and, and I could identify with him. Cause the guy told me, he says, try to identify, don't compare. And the guy got up and he told my story. And I said, man, I thought I was the only one hurting like this. And he was talking about growing up and all the feelings and, the things we do to ourselves and yada, yada, yada. And at the end of that meeting, they said, who wants to uh, make a, a commitment just for today to, to stop using? And I said, I'm ready. And I got up and I picked up a little poker chip. They told me to get a sponsor and stay in that program and work what they, t- you know, the direction book. They, they called it the big book. And And I started that day. And uh, the minute I grabbed that chip, everybody in the room applauded me like I was winning some kind of an award. And it was the first honest decision I ever made in my life. And I reached out and I said, I need help. I can't do this. Help me. And then, uh, you know, there were signs on the wall. I never saw signs like this. Keep it simple. Easy does it. But for the grace of God, first things first. And I'm like, all little reminders that it's a it's a small journey, you know, it's one day at a time. And uh that was the beginning. That was nineteen eighty one in Hollywood, Florida. I, I, I turned the leaf over and began a whole Hey, sit down and relax. By the power vested in us by God, we're gonna do op you in Jesus name. <laughs>
1: She ba 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 shoo be do doo Oh, Shoo-be-doop-doo-wa shoo be doo Jesus' three-corner symphony Oh, doo wa shoo be do doo Oh, shoo be Shoo-be-doop-doo-wa be doo Jesus' three-corner symphony Well, I'm taking a living Jesus To a dying humanity He's the only one who frees us From the life of slavery
0: Op lyrics. Tell us about this song and what you've done.
2: Well, you know, it, 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 me and my producer—I have a producer. Uh, his name is Dr. Jimmy Seville. He plays with all the West Coast oldie groups, and he he, uh, he gets in the studio with me, and we cook this stuff up just like making uh, spaghetti on a stove. And uh, we talk about what we were like, what happened, and what we're like now. And Jimmy helps me focus in on the lyric and he puts the groove to it, and then we get all the doo-woppers They come in, and we join in, and, oh, it's so beautiful. But it's, it's, you know, music is the language of the heart. So what's in the heart comes out through the music. You know, when you're a musician, you know, like a lot of songwriters like Bob Dylan or Smokey Robinson or whoever you like, uh, they tell a story, Stevie Wonder, through their music, and it gets the people. It's so beautiful. I love being a musician and and being able to have that that gift that God gave me. And now that I'm not polluted with all the the stuff in your head, you know, that you you get high with, it doesn't ruin you. You're sharp. And that's what the Lord does. He sharpens you up so you can, like, tell a message.
0: How old were you? You
2: should see. I I, I went to high schools and I do this for kids. And they love it. They eat it up. Even though I'm old. You're not old. They love this music. How how old were you? They love this music.
0: But wait, I have a question. How old were you when you finally got completely clean and then gave your life to the Lord? How old were you? Well,
2: I was, I was 33.
0: Okay, I was 30. Okay, very cool. Amazing. Um, So now, listen, this is up to you. I'd love for everyone to know your age, and there's a reason why it can help yeah. a lot of people. How old are you?
2: Well, I may be old, but I ain't cold. You ain't Am old. I, I'm seven, I'm 72. Okay. Or as my tra- as my trainer says, how old would you feel if you didn't know how old you were? <laughs>
0: well, um, you're not I, old, I okay? Like
2: I feel like I'm the forty. That's how I feel. It's
0: amazing what God has done. Um, yeah. You know, all right. You know what I think I'm going to do. I usually read my poem towards the end of my shows. I, I'm going to read it now because we're talking about Jesus. And I condensed my Jesus poem just for this show because it's way too long. So I'm going to read some important parts, guys. Um, and this poem is in my book. Jesus. So many religions have surfaced today. Most of us wonder which one's the right way. You won't find them in there because God said it clear. You won't work your way into heaven, my dear. With Jesus nailed upon that cross before his last breath he took, His words were spoken for us to hear. It is finished and left us his book. The lost are broken, the broken are lost, condemning your soul, not sparing the cost. God says, listen, I'm here for you. Just come to me. I'll make you new. We wear a cross because we're his kid to be reminded what this man did. I cried out one night, whoever's out there, please show me the truth. Does anyone care? It was then that I heard him as clear as can be. I'm here and I care. I made you for me. You are not alone. I will lead the way. I'll never leave you. Your price I did pay. I'll protect you and guide you as long as you want. Tell me your sorrows. I'm your confidant. I'm your heavenly father. You're my earthly kid. There was a price on you to the highest of bid. It was then that I marked you and said you were mine. I knew at that moment you were made to shine. Everyone sins. That's why I came. No one is better than you in my name. I can't come to you till you let me in. I'll open my arms and I'll cleanse your sin. When Jesus took up the cross, he died on it for you. You now need to accept him so he can make you new. It is finished. I know he said, now you can live and not be dead. Ask Jesus to free you of bondage, Satan, holes. Ask Jesus to stand guard as the Bible now unfolds. All that was written is being played out. Will you be ready or will you have doubt? Will you be ready the day he returns or left behind to feel the burns? My prayer is this, that you take heed. To know the reason Jesus did bleed. The time is near. It really is. Will you be ready to say you're his? I hope so, guys, but that's for you.
2: Wow, that's for you, <clears throat> that's the Word of God right there,
0: you know, um, you know God gives us all talents, and I wish everyone out there would get that and utilize their talents and share them with the world because that's what we're supposed to do
2: absolutely
0: you know and what you're doing is unbelievable i mean you you know you're talking to someone first of all who loves i always say i was born too late but i mean i was born on time but i always say that because i would be wearing a poodle skirt blue suede shoes a black leather jacket and a ponytail baby okay (laughs) so i love what you are doing so all right continue continue your story
2: well, you know, it, it, making that transition into the Lord, it, it just opened up a whole universe because here I come home to the creator and the one that made me, the one that knows me, the one that loves me. And uh, I started to read the word of God, you know, the Bible. And I, I, it was like putting on a new set of glasses. I could see things that I, before I used to have Bibles when I was on tour with the bands, we'd stay in hotel rooms and the Bible would be in every hotel room. Right. And I would never open it because it was like a Morse code and I would use it as a beer can holder or put a drink on top of it. Now I started to ingest it because Dion encouraged me said, start reading it. And so I started reading it and that it, it, these words jumped off the page and it, it was a love letter to me. Mm. And it wasn't about, it wasn't a religious thing. It was just personal.
0: Amazing. It was so
2: beautiful that God loves me unconditionally Right where I am, I didn't have to earn anything or do anything or change (laughs) anything. I just had to love him. I had to open my heart to him. And so that was the foundation. And on top of that, I built a house. Now I got something to tell people as I I travel. I tell them, hey, let me tell you what God did for me. And, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible. that says you overcome the enemy by the word of your testimony and the blood of the Lamb. And I I started to realize there's power in my story. So I I started going into prisons. I've been in more prisons in the United States. And uh, I just share the love of God with these guys because, number one, I got a captive audience. (laughs) They can't leave. That's right. And and, and I bring music into the mix. So the music is the language of the heart, and it opens them right up. And then between the songs, I share my story and uh, it's it's quite a, a symphony of, of of beauty to see God reach these people. I remember singing in a state hospital in Texas where there were vegetables in this place, and they had football helmets on because they didn't want to hurt their head because they were banging against the wall. And and I went in there, and the guy says, yeah, hey, do a concert for them. And I'm like, are you serious? These guys can understand And He says, just start singing. <laughs> and so I start singing, and little by little, they start calming down, and oh. before you know it, they're moving to the music. And so the last song of my set, I have I, I do the doo wop and stuff, and they love it. And then I did Amazing Grace.
0: Oh, forget it.
2: Anthem. And by the time I sang that song, they were had their hands up in the air and they're all singing with me. And all the attendants there were crying. They go, look at them, look at them, look at them. And it was so beautiful. And, and that's what I do, I, and then I go to a nursing home, from a prison to a nursing home, right. where everybody's in wheelchairs and on stretches. So I come into the nursing home and they're all staring at the walls and they, they're into their thing. It's really sad to see people when they get old and they, they lose that spark. And So I come in and I start singing. I, I start off with a, because I do all kinds of music, even though doo-wop is the most popular. I, I have a, a bunch of albums that I recorded uh, country and western i always tell people there's only two kinds of music country and western <laughs> and, and so i start off with a couple of country songs and i'll do a couple of hymns, and that gets the old people going man they get fired up by the time i get to the doo-wop man those wheelchairs are spinning that's right and they're, they're tapping their feet and they're screaming at me don't leave yeah. please move in here stay here because I, I bring them alive with the music yeah and so i get a chance to do it at all kinds of places yesterday i was in a community center with the italian american club down in, on the shore and they went crazy we were doing teenager in love i'd bring them out of the audience i do that dion's that dion classic teen. why must i be a teenager love it in love? and before you know it they're singing with me and they're rocking and rolling I'll do it in the villages in Florida. That's the world's largest retirement. Yeah, my community. friend lives
0: there. When I go there, I stay yeah. with her. Yes. Yeah, well, I stay there in the different Kathy, listen, Kathy Casu of K&D, Donna. K&D, Unique Entertainment, man. I got to hook you up with them. I'll hook you up They're with beautiful. them. Okay, they they do yeah, they shows. Yep.
2: They bring me down in. and I do different little uh, clubs that they have around the place. and They pack it out. They love that music. But the, it's more than just entertainment for me it's a message yes so I, I love to pump hope that's what I call yes. myself I'm a hope pump that's right I want to bring hope especially now that the world is in the condition that it's in. All I focus on is the hope I don't get into politics I don't get into name calling or anything right. like that. I just share my story of how God touched my life right and That's the hope that I, I offer on my website I got a website santosministries.org. There's a section on there called addiction help. If somebody's in trouble, they can go with the different programs that I work with around the country. I work with a lot of live-in facilities. Okay. Where, you know, when you get to that place, like I, I'll do the Walter Hoving home right here in Jersey and New York, that's for women. And they even have a place where if a, if a lady has a, a baby she can go there and do the program and still be with her kids. Amen to it's that. Beautiful.
0: Wow. It's a
2: beautiful program. It's been there for years. It's solid. They got a good uh, a, a curriculum and they when those women leave that program, they got something to stand on. They go back to a new life. Wow. I get to see all these miracles. I'm on the board of a men's program in upstate New York called Transformation Life Center. My friend runs it from New York City, and it's been there for about 35 years guys go on that program and man they they go in they stay for about maybe nine ten months they come in screwed up messed up everybody hating them they feel like failures and then they get uh, a job to do there they learn a trade and then they get the word of god and by the time they leave there man they they got something they they pack a wallop because they learn you know from all their hurt and pain that god can fashion something out of that it's the it's the potter that, that works with us and it's creates a new vessel. It's so beautiful. And now I'm a pastor of a I pastor a church in, in Fork and Ribbon, New Jersey. It's called Lacey Christian Assembly. My friend was the pastor there for years, and he died last year suddenly oh. from COVID. Oh. He was here one day and gone the next. Rest and the church peace. said, Santos, help, help. So I went down here to help him out a little bit. Now I'm full time. I'm the pastor. 72 years old. I would have never
0: Amen, thought. That baby. Amen, baby. Amen. Right you are a pastor. Th- everyone think about the story this man just told. Now he's a pastor. Amen. Continue. I'm just so excited.
2: Yeah. And, and, and it's really no big deal. All I am is a mouthpiece for God. No, that is a big I mean, I deal. A, I got, I got, but I got a big mouth anyway. God, <laughs> God knows it. You know, I get a chance to sing it, to share it, to love it preach the Bible, and then when people call me and go, help, Santos! I'm all screwed up. The police are chasing me. My parole officer wants to violate me. What do I do? And then I can tell them what to do.
0: You're amazing. Let's take a breather. Wait, let's take a breather. We're going to play another song because speaking of God, we're going to play Close to You. We're going to talk about the song and then you'll continue. Here we go. Okay. So cool. About this song, amazing!
2: Hello, Phew. man. I'm telling you, I don't know if you remember Shep in the Limelights,
0: of course.
2: I cut my teeth on that stuff, <laughs> you know, on the street corner in New York, man. And, and you're a
1: thousand
0: miles, miles away. I wish I could sing. All right, I, go ahead.
2: So, when, when, when I got with my producer, I said, Jimmy, man, I want to write a song, tell my story with that feel. Because that's what we used to do in the studio. we get a song that you like to feel, you know, whatever it is, whether it's Hound Dog by Elvis Presley or Are You Lonesome Tonight? You, if you want to write a song, you think about the feel that you like and you kind of center it around that and come up with your own. That's what a lot of songwriters do. So when I had Close to You, I wanted to express uh, my love for the Lord and how it is so beautiful that you could have a relationship with the living God, the one that put the sun up in the sky and the stars in the heavens. And you, he loves you that much, that close. And, and there's nothing like wanting to spend time with him. And Booze and drugs and substances or gambling or sex addiction or whatever you want to do. You could even have a donut addiction. It'll separate you from that closeness because – God is a very jealous God, and He's jealous in the sense that He loves us so much that He doesn't want nothing to get in the way. And so I wanted to convey that in the song about how beautiful it is. He's my very breath, and uh, I live for that today. And, and I have to fight sometimes in this world because you know the world we live in, now, right? With all the technology <clears throat> and all the instant news. I mean, somebody's getting. Uh, annihilated over in uh, in, in, uh, over right. in Europe right now. Right, I know. Uh, and, and we know it in two minutes. We know it. We see it on the, movie, on the screen. Right. A building blowing up, and it's so too much information all at once. Right. And that's why people are freaking out. You see these people on the news, and you go, right. what's wrong with these people, man? They're pushing people in front of subway right. trains. They're killing each other. You've got all these emotionally disturbed people running around the streets of New York. But it's overload, and the only thing that can fix that is that close, what that song said, Close to You. Yes. And that's what my job is, to kind of like, you know, get people to go that way. And and I, and I get a lot of opportunities. Yesterday, I was at a senior center. I was invited there by for lunch, because I'm a law enforcement chaplain. I help police officers that are dealing with uh, all this tragedy out here. Mm-hmm. I, I work for the United States Secret Service, and I'm with the local police department, Lacy uh, police department. and I'm also a Red Cross chaplain. So I deal with people that are in crisis, but I've got something to give them because God equipped me. He trained me, and now I know what to do with people that are hurting. So I get a lot of calls. People call me. Moms call me about their kids on drugs, and I'm able to talk to them. And, and like, I just got a call last night. I got to go have coffee with this kid. He's, he's He's coming apart at the seams. His father doesn't know what to do. And, and, and I, I really, there's nothing I can do if a person doesn't want help. But what I do is I make myself available Amen. and uh, whether they hang up on me and tell me <clears throat> to go jump off a bridge, that's okay. I've been there. I know what they're going through. And I say, when you're ready, you call me. Here's my number. Don't wait too long though, because a lot of times they'll call me and they say, well, I got the handcuffs on me and I'm looking at three to five years in prison I can't get him out of that situation, but I can tell him who to talk to. And, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. That's an old quote. And, and here's another quote. Forethought can prevent what hindsight sees so clearly. So it's, now's the time to do it, not tomorrow, because tomorrow might be too late.
0: Well, I want to share something with you. Um, a cousin of mine's son actually took his life with drugs about six months ago, he was only 31 years oh. old. And, and, you know, we hear that every day. We hear that every day. every day. Every day, So what I would like from you is this, we're getting ready to close. Um, I would like you to give all your information to everyone. And I would like to, you to share some hope for everyone struggling right now. And then I want you to tell us about the song we're going to close with. Um, you know, your, your songs are amazing. Shoe doo up is a song we're going to close with. But I want you to give everyone a little bit of hope, but also give all your information again, how they can get in touch with you.
2: Okay. Yeah, number one is my website, santosministries.org. That's santosministries.org. And on that website is a, a video that they did on TV of my story. It's about four minutes long. And you can hear about where I was, what happened, and what I'm like now. And then there's a, a section they call Addiction Help with all kinds of help programs in there. My contact information's in there. My email, my phone number. If somebody needs help, just reach out. I carry that phone on me. That's the beauty of the technology. You can carry it with you. I even got a watch that's a phone, so uh, you can get me. And if you, if you don't get me, leave a voicemail, and I'll get back to you. Uh, reach out. Uh, and, and also, that song, Shoe doo is my story when you put the doo-wop. So listen to it. And and let me tell you, don't give up and don't give in the fear and discouragement. There's a way out. And the best thing I could say to you is God's word. Listen to this. This is Psalm 46. Think about the news this morning when you woke up and you turn on the news, and you saw what's going on. It looks like the world's on fire. Mm. But this is what God says in his word. This is Psalm 46. You can open any Bible and crack the middle of the book open and go to Psalms, Psalm 46. It's a beautiful uh, poet, Hebrew poetry about how much God loves us. This is what Psalm 46 says in one of the translations. God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, I will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, but, verse 4 says this, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her just as the break of dawn. The nations raged and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made the desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease and the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still. And here's the end of the the last two verses. Listen to this. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob, our refuge. Now, when you look at that, what that's saying is God is on the throne. Nothing gets past him. Trust him with all your heart. Even though you blew it yesterday or you blew it today, he's a God of forgiveness and he loves you. And he wanted you to hear this podcast by Jerry and her poems. Listen to her poems. They're beautiful. Don't give up and don't give in to fear and discouragement.
0: Amen. Well, I want to give a few thank yous. First of all, I want to give a thank you to Carl again. uh, Marmo, our teddy bear, our velvety teddy bear for this incredible meeting of, of you and I I mean this the introduction amazing God had his Brother hand in that he is Um, <laughs> the you best. know God had his hand in that as well Um, I, I want to thank everyone listening and I want to ask everyone out there to please share this podcast everyone needs to hear this and last but certainly not least Santos I want to thank you for honoring me with this incredible interview Um, you know God is so good and what he's done in both our lives, I just can't even imagine not giving yeah, back. You're right. I can't even imagine yeah,
2: we, gotta, we gotta spread
0: the love. That's right. I can't imagine not giving back. Um, for God. So again, I thank you. What an incredible interview. You are definitely a godsend and we are gonna close with shoe do wap and again everybody really truly truly